I've been wrestling with what to say tonight. I was going to do something con- continued on from this morning, and I kind of got that on the back burner, and I've got that ready. But I really felt like um, I'd prepared something else. And as Sarah's led tonight, and in the worship, I really felt this speaking to me about these notes I've prepared. So this is what I'm going to share, is about how victories are found in God. You want a victory, they're found in God. All of your victories will be found in God. Does anybody want a victory? You know, as, as I was, Sarah doesn't know this, but as we were worshiping, I saw an image of a, um, what they called, oh no, it's gone out of my head now. I saw an image of an iceberg, and I saw the tip of the iceberg white, and then the rest of it was under the water. And I felt God saying, you've only touched the tip of the iceberg, Paul. I'm far bigger than you realize. And what you're seeing is great, but there's so much more to me that you can discover. There's so much deeper you can go into me. There's so much wider you can discover. There's so much higher. There's so much more in me that this church hasn't seen yet. And I was reminded of Ephesians chapter uh, 4. I'm just going to read it. And it says this. This is something extra rather than my preach. But it says, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine. What are you imagining God can do? What is your imagining that God can do? Are you imagining that God can set you free? Are you imagining that you can get breakthrough? Are you imagining that God can bring your husband for the future? Are you imagining that we can see people set free? Are you imagining people coming out of debt? Are you imagining people coming out of the darkness? Are you imagining what God can do? You see, before this, it says, I kneel before the Father from whom the whole family in heaven and earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you will be rooted and established in love, may have power, why? Together with all the saints to grasp, to grasp How, are you ready for this? Wide, long, high, deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge. This is not about information. This is an experience of God through God's word, God's truth, and God's spirit revealing it to you. So you go, wow! Are you getting it? When was the last time you went, wow, God, this is who you are? Has anybody had one of those? That you look at the scriptures and the scripture, boom, blows you away. I had one of these about two months ago before I went to Africa. Get that, man, before I went to Africa, right? doesn't all come from Africa. God can speak to us here, amen? But, you know, it's the, it, it, this blows me away. How wide, how long, how high is the deep, of, is, the deep is the love of Christ. Da, 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 da. You may know that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled Filled with the fullness of God. Does anybody want to be filled with the fullness of God? And then he says to now, him who is able, God is able to fill you with the fullness of God. He's able to take you wider, deeper, higher into his love. He is able to do his measurably more than we all, that all we ask or imagine. The imagination, the imagination is an amazing thing, isn't it? 
especially at night when you go to sleep sometimes. If you've had cheese and different things at night, your mind or something doesn't go the way you think it should be going and you're imagining it all going wrong. The imagination is a powerful thing. But imagine it on a positive note. God's designed it for us to imagine, to have faith and to believe that God can do. Imagine, imagine. sorry, I'm going back to a kid's song the girls used to sing. Let's get out of that one. According to his power. It's his power that does it. That is at work within us. To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. So I really felt God say tonight, look, you just touched the tip of the iceberg. There's so much more to me. Okay? There's so much more. Let us not get familiar with God. Let us not think that this is it. This is not it. There's a bigger picture to this. There's the great commission. There's what Jesus is calling us to do and to go. There's so much more than this. Okay? Can you imagine more than this? Can you imagine churches along across this nation full of life, you know, full of the gospel, people getting saved, people coming back to coming back raised from the dead, whatever God does. Imagine what God can do if we get on board with him. So I'll go back to me preach because that was an add-on. Our victories, I am going to be quick tonight. Our victories are found in God. It's not it's not, I put down this, it's not by what you do. Your victory isn't in by what you do. If I do this, I will get victory. No, your victory is first found in what you see. It's by faith that you see your victory. Am I making sense? Some of you are looking at me as though, what are you about? You've got to see your victory first before you get it. You've got to see the job. You've got to see the breakthrough. You've got to see the finance. You've got to see the house change. You've got to see your relationship better. You've got to see it before you do it. Now, I'm not saying you remove the doing because you can't remove the doing from the scene, but you've got to see it. You've got to imagine it. You've got to believe for a breakthrough. You've got to think, this can be different. We can make it different. I can make it. But you've got to see it first. You've got to fill yourself with faith to believe. But you know, we have to have a desire. This is really what I want to speak about. A desire to see it. If there isn't any desire, you won't see it. I like chocolates. Anybody else like chocolates? You know, in an evening, I like a piece of chocolate watching a film. And some nights, me and Sarah are like, should we get a piece of chocolates? We used to have a corner shop when we lived in Hanley. Right on the corner, it was deadly. It was deadly. It was like, it was from here to that door away from our house. Can we get a piece of chocolate, duck? And it would be me. Because it was dark, and it was me, because I'm the warrior, and I've got to go out at night. I've got to take me slippers off and nip down to the shop. Why? Because I want chocolate. Why? Because I desire when we desire something, we'll go and get it. When we want something, we'll go after it. Because we desire it and we want it. If we desire God, then we'll go after him. If we desire a victory in God, then we'll go after the victory in God. So here are a few things. So where, where does this start, right? If we're believing for victory, we're believing to see things. It's always going to start in your heart. It's always going to start in the hearts of people. God's looking for people's hearts that are crying out for him. And it will always start in the heart of a person. And that person tonight is you. It's not me. It starts in your heart. It's starting in my heart as well. But I'm believing your victory starts in your heart when you desire it from God. Three things for us to take 
I want to read Psalm 68, verse 28. And this is to do with the cry. You know, Ben and Steffi have had a, had a beautiful baby girl this week, right? When that baby desires something, it's going to cry. You know, you get to know the cries. This cry is for milk. This cry is for change. I can just tell the tone of the cry, right? When they want something, they cry. That's how they communicate. When we want something from God, there's a cry in our hearts that we communicate to God. The first cry is this. Let's read Psalm 68. It says, summon your power, God. Show us your strength, O God, as you have done before. That's what Sarah was saying earlier. That's why I was encouraged to do this. I thought, I'm going to do this, right? This is what we want, God. We believe in a God of power, and we want to see you come again. We want to see you give us victory. You gave David victory. You gave Saul victories. You gave Abraham victories. You gave Isaac victories. You made Jacob fruitful. You made Joseph fruitful. If you can make them fruitful, and I have the same spirit and the same power, therefore I can have victory. God, I need you. That's what the first cry is. God, I need you. I need you in my job. I need you in my family. I need you in the morning. I need you for my children. I just need you. I need you, God. There's a cry that is crying out to heaven to say, Father, I need you. Jesus, I need you. Holy Spirit, I need you. The first thing that the heart does is it cries out for God. And I don't just mean for salvation. I'm not even about being saved. I'm, I'm talking about walking in victory. I'm talking about being an overcomer. I'm talking about bearing fruit in the kingdom of God, saying, God, I need you. That's why you're here tonight, because something in your heart says, God, I need you. I don't fully understand it, but God, I need you. There's something in me that draws me and calls me to you. I want to know you. I'm dying for you, God. I need you. Without you, I have no future. Without you, I have no hope. Without you, I have no life. But with you, I have life. With you, I have a future. With you, I have victory. Our victories are found in God. Are you still with me? It's the cry that says, God, I need you. You know, we never grow out of this. We never grow out of the Abba, knowing Father God, Abba Father. Because once we grow out of this, we say, I don't need you, God. I can do this on my own. God's designed us to be codependent on him. Right? He's the source. Like I said, we've only touched the tip of the iceberg. There's so much more of him that we can discover. It's like, wow, God. Wow, wow, God. I thought I got it all together here. I thought I, thought I had you in the box, and I thought I knew what you were about. And you've just shown me a little bit more of the iceberg. I didn't realize you were that big. Is this making sense? But let's not get familiar what I'm saying with God, that this, we lose that cry, God, I need you. Because if we've got that cry, God will answer that cry. He's looking for a heart on the earth that says, come on, where are they? Who's hungry for me? Who needs me today? Who needs me tomorrow? Who sees that I'm needed in this nation? There's a heart that's calling and crying out for God. It's a hunger that you get. You still with me? The second cry then, Psalm 63. I've kind of touched on this. You, God, are my God. Earnestly, I seek you. I thirst for you. My whole being longs for you. In a dry and parched land where there is no water. I have seen you in the sanctuary and beheld your power and your glory. Cry number two is this. I'm crying. I have a desire to see you. So I 
God, I need you, but I have a desire to see you. I want to see your kingdom come. I want to see my life lifted from here to here. I want to see me out of debt. I want to see me out of mental um, mental conditions that I'm struggling with. Emotional baggage. Some of us, emotional stuff. Right? Some of us, we're good at putting stuff on the surface, right? And making sure everybody sees the tip of the iceberg. But underneath, there's a big iceberg. Right? Listen, just bring the iceberg to God. All right? Trust God. He knows the big icebergs underneath the water. He knows you're an emotional mess. He knows it's there. But here's the deal. Bring it to him. Right? Read the scriptures. Don't live your life. Don't live your life through the filter of your emotions. Live your life through the eyes of faith. Okay, that God wants you to grow into the, to being a son and a daughter of God, not just an emotional wreck, but he wants to get all of that mess and bring it into his kingdom and to redeem it. And when he redeems it, what you do is you get a testimony. You go through the test. You, something changes as you're seeking God and desiring him. God, I want to see what you say. I want to see your power transform my life. I want to be a son of God. I want to be a daughter of God. I want to be someone who soars like you say I can soar in your kingdom. I want to come out of the desert and into the promised land. This is what I'm desiring. I want to see it. Your word says it. I want it. You know, when I got saved, I read them scriptures. I was hungry as a I don't know. I was hungry. And all I read, I read about the promised land and I saw how they went through the, you know, they went through the Jordan and then the promised land and there was Jericho and there was giants. And I thought, wow, look at what God can do. He can smash down walls that are impregnable. It says the bars of Jericho, they could not get in. They, they, they sealed the bars so no one could get in. Look, when God wants to get in, God can get in. Right? There's no hard heart that God can't soften. I tell you, this was a hard heart before. God can soften it. Amen? There's no hard heart in your family that God can't conquer. All you need to do is lift him up and put him first. Begin to praise him and worship him. Pray for your kids. Pray for your family and believe God's power. I want to see the power of God in my family. I want to see God's kingdom come. I want to see that hard heart be softened. I want to see the walls of Jericho come down. I want to go and get the promises of God for me and for my family and for the next generation that's coming. Are you hearing it? You have to see it. You read the scriptures. They inspire you. They inspire you to think, wow, look at these numpties who hadn't got it all together. Look at these people who were insecure. I mean, look at Moses. Moses doesn't even make it there. He's got anger issues. He's got issues. Great leader, but he had emotional issues like me and you. And look what God did with him. Look what God can do with you, with your emotional baggage. He can do amazing things. So bring it into the kingdom. Let him redeem it so that he can give testimony through you about his glory and about his power. Why hold on when we can come to God and give it to God? It's a little bit like, you know, your car's broken. We've got got a a garage person in here. A garage person. A mechanic. uh, Sorry. Probably derogatory of a, what did I say, a garage person. But look, when you bring the car, if your car gets smashed, right, and you bring the car to the garage, you don't take the wing mirror and say, sir, just, just have me wing mirror. Can you fix the car? Even look at you say, I can't fix the car. I need the car. You want me to fix the car? I need the car. I'll give you the wing mirror and the door. See what you can do. I'll test you on that first. And if you do a good job of that, I might give you the rest. Are you know what I'm saying? You bring the car, you bring the smash, you bring the engine, you bring it all, and he says, I'm going to take my time, I'm going to be gentle to you, I'm going to restore you. Like I did with Herbie. 
Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Woo, look what they did with Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. We love you. Come on, you love it. Sorry, I'm getting carried away. Stairs going to tell me off. Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. There's a Chitty Chitty Bang Bang in all of you. There's a broken car that's been left and nobody's bothered about because the world's thrown out. But God says, watch what I can do with you. Watch what I can do when my mighty hand gets upon you and I begin to polish you and I begin to shine you and I put a new engine in there. Look at the glory. Look at the chitty chitty bang bang. Everybody's looking. Look at that chitty chitty bang bang. Remember chitty chitty bang bang when it was in the garage and nobody wanted it? Look at it now. It's ready to fly like an eagle. Are you with me? Do you see the chitty chitty bang bang? This is good. Do you see chitty chitty bang bang? You're never going to see Chitty Chitty Bang Bang the same, are you? It wasn't real, by the way. It was a dream. It was imagination, a story they were telling. But that's besides the point, right? Jesus is real, and he wants to take what, what you are and turn you into something so glorious. That's what he does. It's a journey. We don't get there all straight away. But I want to encourage you to hunger and to see what God can do. If he can do it, what he did with people in here, he can do it with you. And when you get disappointed in throwbacks, just go to Jesus again and say, Jesus, I want you to be glorified. It's not about me. Put my pride and my ego to the side and you be glorified. Deal my attitude and everything else. You know, my engine that needs a little bit clearing out here and there. Wash them out. Put, the, put, put, put some cleansing in there, Lord. I, I know I've got an attitude and just deal with me, Lord. But just put some new fire in there. Put a bit of fuel in there and then let's go again, Jesus. Amen. So first one is a cry, I need you. Second cry is I desire to see you. Is this okay? I've gone over me 15 minutes. Don't need to finish now. It was the chitty chitty bang bang thing that went on. That's what it was. Chitty chitty bang bang. Okay, the next one is, this is for God. Kind of touched on it again. But to reveal himself. Reveal himself to your enemies. I don't mean people. I mean your own personal enemies. I mean maybe the people that have dis disowned you and you know not been kind to you, but reveal the power in you so that you can be a different person. Let's read what it says in Isaiah 64, verses 1 to 4. It says, Oh, that you would rend the heavens and come down. See, this is about desire and wanting God. Oh, that you would rend the heavens and come down, that the mountains would tremble before you, as when fire sets twigs ablaze and causes water to boil. Come down and make your name known to your enemies and cause the nations to quake before you. For when you did awesome things that we did not expect, you came down and the mountains trembled before you. Since ancient times, no one has heard, no ear has perceived, no eye has seen any God besides you who acts on behalf of those who wait for him. This weight here is hope, but it's not hope as in we're doing nothing. It's hope as we desire, we hunger for, we cry out for, we're seeking, we're praying, we're reading the scriptures, we're encouraging, we're applying the word of God. This is about us wanting to see God have victory in and through us. And then it says this, have we got any more? Or is that it on that one? I had a little bit more, sorry. It says in one of those scriptures that, to rebuke the beast in the reeds. It might be Psalm 63, 68, one of those. It says, rebuke the beast in the reeds. What's your beast in the reeds? What's the thing that sits there that tries to control you and tell you that you can't? 
that you're not able, that you're not good enough, that you'll never do it, that you'll never achieve it. What's your fear? Oh, that might happen to me. Oh, I can't do that. What's the beast that tried to control you? Because if you know what it is, you can begin to rebuke that beast. That God could reveal it to you. Open your eyes to see what has a grip on your life. The, the, the thing that pulls you down that says you know God. When you come to God and cry out to him, he can open your eyes. He can reveal his power to you. He can open your eyes to discern the good and the bad. And you can rebuke the beast and say, no more beast from the east. We're not having the bad weather, okay? No more beast in my life. Beast be still. Beast be bound. Beast be quiet. You are not dictating to me anymore because my God is bigger than you. My God has paid for you. He's paid the price for you on my life so you don't have control over my life anymore. You can, have you got it? Rebuke the beast among the reeds, the herd of bulls among the calves of the nations. Humble may the beast bring bars of silver, scatter the nations who delight in war. It's about the power of God coming in our lives to give us personal victory. But not just for us, it's victory for our family, for our workplace, so that we can testify about the goodness of God. I don't want to encourage in this, I've made a note, that it's just about deliverance mentality. God, get us out of here. God, rescue me. And we need that. And we need deliverance. And we need God to do that for people. You know, But it's also about us growing in this. It's growing in our relationship with God. There's a scripture that says... Um, the anointing breaks the yoke. The things that have a grip on your life, the anointing breaks them. The power of God breaks them. But the, the word for anointing there means, I've shared this before, it means fat. Right? And the word, why it means fat is it's to do with growth. So in other words, when you grow in the things of God, when you grow in your relationship with God, when you're feeding your spiritual hunger and desire with good things, when you're you're in prayer and you're seeking God and you're around people who are going to encourage you and build you up and you're serving and you're being built up and built, built up, what happens is the yokes break off you because you're bigger than the yoke. The beast has to be removed because what's in you is greater than what is in the world. Are you with me? So I'm not just encouraging a deliverance mentality. I want you to grow in the things of God, grow up in the things of God, so you can break the chains off your life. You can say to the beast, get off, you're not conquering me anymore. Jesus is above this, and I know you are. You're not robbing me of life anymore. God's given me life and life to the full. I know you are. But how do we do that? When we seek God, we find his truth. We walk with the Holy Spirit who guides us in truth. It's the Holy Spirit who is the comforter. It's the Holy Spirit who walks with us and reveals truth. You want to know the truth in your life? Come to the scriptures. Ask the Holy Spirit in prayer. In your relationship with him, he will guide you into truth. He will guide you in more victories. Those victories are found in God. Is this still okay? Are you sure? Do you want me to finish now? Five minutes. Five minutes. We're going to praise Jesus, amen? We're going to worship Jesus. But I just want to share with this. Steffi's had a baby this week, and Lou had one last week. You know, when a, when a baby's ready, a baby's ready. You know when a pregnant lady's ready, she's 
big, right? I was going to say fat, but I shouldn't say that really because that's probably not the right word. She's large. Does that make sense? She's bursting. You can see something in her is ready to come out, right? You can see by the size of it. She can't sit still. She's frustrated. She's restless. She's hot in the summertime. There's something happening. Why? Because there's movement, Something's moving. When your desire is being filled and you're hungering and you're seeking and you're wanting and you're hungering and you desire and you're feeding yourself, you're getting bigger, you're getting restless, you're hungering for, I'm at the prayer meeting, I'm praising, I want God, I'm seeking him. All of a sudden, boom, it comes out. Woo, where did you come from, God? How did you do that? Where did you turn up from? Look at the revelation I'm showing you. Woo, I didn't even know you could do that. Are you hearing me? You get restless. You want more. I'm fed up with the circumstances. I've had enough of my situation. It shouldn't be like this. I want to break out. I want to see change. I'm fed up with the status quo. I want a change in my life. I want movement. Why? Because you're seeing it. You're countering God. You're seeing it. You're believing for it. And all of a sudden, there's change and there's movement in your life. The pregnant woman, it's released. Why? Because the time is right. The time is now. It's time has come. It's now. It's ready for new birth. When we thirst for the rains of heaven, the heavens open and the rains are released. Heaven responds to your hunger. Heaven responds to your hunger. God responds to your hunger for him and your hunger to see him come. It doesn't go from anywhere else. It's simply your cry. Whether that's from a cry of pain, cry of suffering, whatever it is, we don't want to get to that place if we can help it. We want to cry for God when we're in good places. But sometimes we get into that place because we're left on our own and we make mistakes and we cry out for God. God answers us. But we don't want to be in that mentality. We want to go from glory to glory. We want to be someone who's growing and maturing and getting higher so that we can fly with God. That doesn't make us better than people. It just makes us bigger in God and we can be more responsible and help others in this world. Heaven responds to your hunger, the cry of your heart. And my prayer tonight is that your cry would continue to seek God would continue to cry out for the things of God, for the goodness of God, to see God's kingdom come in your life, but also in other people's lives. Pray for people. Pray for your family. Pray for your children. May it birth a new prayer life in you where you're seeking God and you want to spend time with Him. You want to spend time in the Scriptures and you're hungering for Him there. May tonight, my prayer is that your hunger would increase. You would seek God like never before. You'd not just settle for the tip of the iceberg, but you say, God, I know there's more. I know there's more. Forgive me, Father, when I settle for the tip, but actually... I want to know more. I thank, I thank you for the tip of the iceberg. I thank you for what I do know. But Lord, I want to know you more. I want to know the depth of your love. I want to know how wide your love is. How, how you want to go after people that I wouldn't go after. Spend time with people who really I wouldn't want to spend time with. But God, when you show us your love, it goes beyond us. It goes out beyond our walls 
and into where you wanted to go. So Father, let us, let us stand. I'm going to pray. I'm going to invite the band back up. Has this been okay? Hopefully it's encouraged you a bit. And we're going to have a bit more worship. A couple of songs. We're going to sing a song that's called Waymaker. God can make a way, amen? God can make a way for you. He made a way for Jesus. He can make a way for you. So hopefully this will inspire. So Father, we just come to you tonight. We thank you for Jesus. We thank you for the inspiration that Jesus, you didn't give up. When we thought it was all over, people thought it finished. God, made you, you made a way. You made a way where there seemed no way. And God, in our lives, I pray that you'd make a way where there seems no way. May each person here testify about your love, your power, your grace. That they would rise up and have victories in their life to testify about you. In Jesus' name, amen.